Alright guys, what's going on? Jeff Gross here. We got Brian Rass. We are going to be doing a show. This is it. We're doing it. We're here. Big free. We have actually, this is technically our second episode. Yeah, we just recorded an hour and 15 minute episode of Adrian. If you want to pop that on the screen and show proof of the video, we did it. We didn't test the mic until after. Yeah, someone put it above my shoulder. His. We, we literally recorded and then we're, Brian, credit to him, you think he's been doing Twitch and podcasting for years because he said let's we should have done this at the, at the first minute, but we waited for the full hour 50 and super fishy. Um, but, but then we realized that the volume was terrible. We didn't get it right. We adjusted the settings, did some stuff, blah, blah, blah. Here we are. Anyway, let's dive right in. Brian, what are we covering today? Well, today we thought, listen, this podcast is going to be out stuff we like, stuff we're into. Um, probably going to compress that hour 15 down, try to do this a little faster, but we thought, you know, we'll talk about the WSOP because that's why both Jeff and I are here in Vegas to play these, this, try to win some bracelets. Uh, you have four. I have zero. Just for anyone's counting. <laughs> Nobody knows now. You got the live, you got the online, you got this, whatever, whatever. And then we're going to talk a little crypto. Yeah. The idea being probably crypto punks, little, little general Bitcoin, you know, where, where things are going. And then, uh, you know, peace out. That's it. That's what you heard. We're tired a bit. It's late. We had a nice <laughs> dinner. Uh, it's freezing in Vegas. It, it's been a bit cold at the table. Some of the runouts rest. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all that. But let's just get right into let's it. Right gotta, to let's just get into the WSOP because that's so what's first. Like. This WSOP is a little different than the average WSOP, right? So, super different. COVID's going on. Honestly, if this WSOP had happened in June, like that tournament down in Miami, that series, they got the record turnout. There was a five or 10 K actually a couple that happened during the summer here. They got like really big turnouts to, it was at like Venetian and one was at win or whatever, yep. but um, you know, it didn't happen then. And since then we got Delta, we got the vaccine requirements and between vaccine requirements, quarantine, all this stuff, you know, the term, the numbers have been okay, but definitely down right now. And, you know, I think for sure it just has to do with all these extra requirements. You know, and then people being worried about COVID and th there are some differences there. Like you have to show that you're vaccinated and, uh, you know, you can play at the table without a mask, but you know, you have to walk around with a mask and whatever it's, it's pretty normal, but a little different. And unfortunately, cause of COVID, what could have been like a real breakout, like everyone's just frothing at the mouth to come back after a year off, you know, it, instead it's a little, little down number wise, at least the normal. Yeah, and I will just say in terms of registration, getting situated, I came in. I wasn't here on day one, so I got in about a week late, um, and it was very easy. There was no line. I, I got my read my day one was crazy my line. Oh, you were on day one. You came in. Yeah, uh, day one or two or whatever. It, it was, it busy, was a very long line, line the first time. Uh, the first time I played. It, it was a yeah, and way. just a heads up. Generally, when you if you do come for one of these kind of the gimmick events or the Millionaire Maker, or well, when you play the WSOP main event, that that is something I would recommend just from a tip to come in maybe a day or two early, or you know get acclimated because that likely will be the case again. Yeah, it's probably gonna be super jammed up, crazy, and, and the stuff that's sort of annoying to do is gonna be extra annoying. So that'll just be one piece of advice. Yeah, to and, and you can save some time by there's like the Clear app or whatever, and you can. You know, I mean, you have to show that you're vaccinated. So uh, do that ahead of time on the Clear app, and it'll save you like one or two things you got to do. Then we just you show them when you buy in. Yeah, it's the same Clear yeah. as at the airport. Some of you guys yeah. may have that. I was I didn't realize that's that was the same thing, and I did have it, and it does help. But all right, let's cover this 98 gold bracelets uh, quickly again. Let's just touch on this. We you mentioned you four live bracelets. Uh, David Peters recently on the podcast. Why at Monaguser? On my podcast recently, also one great, so it's great, great players. They won online. Does that diminish for you? Should there be an asterisk? Should it be different? How do you look at online bracelets? Yeah, man. You know, I don't know. It's like, you know, all, all World Series of Poker bracelets are a little bit different. I mean, obviously, anyone who won like the main event or some of the real like big ticket ones, um, that's a little cooler than like maybe smaller live and are they cooler than like online ones? It's like crypto punks. Or like what about There's you know, different values, like World yeah. Series of Poker Europe when like nobody knows how many people actually played the tournament, maybe it was only twenty. I you know, I mean probably not twenty. But I'm just saying like right. you know, it's all a little different. At the end of the day, you know, I, it'd be nice if the WSOP, even if they expanded out so more people have opportunities to win bracelets, don't dilute it too much. That'd just be what I say. So you can do a little extra here, a little extra there, but don't get carried away. Uh, like what does that mean? Like a $50 bracelet's a little bit or like this. If they have, I don't know, just 
Oh, they do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds ridiculous, yeah. honestly. So, you know, I think they're maybe diluting it a little too much, which, you know, I don't know, ultimately is kind of bad for their brand. I mean, there needs to be a certain thing, I think, with the bracelet where, you know, you're putting up at least a certain amount of money. It sounds like to me, based on what I see, a thousand should probably be the minimum. Maybe some of these like 800, 888 or whatever. But yeah, like anything, anything under for sure $500 to me, like you shouldn't get a bracelet for that. Right. You know, and then also don't have like too many events. I mean, don't, don't cash grab so hard that you're going like online and to another country and this, because then you also have situations where, you know, you don't just get turnouts. It's a little, so, you know, I don't know, like I love the WSOP. It's something that you, you know, me and a bunch of poker players get fired up for. I just hope that, you know, they remember some of the things that make their brand special and what makes it like really cool to have a bracelet and don't like go too far because like ultimately it could end up being like backfire, you know, like, okay, like you make some money for like a few years, but then 10 years from now, whatever, like Triton poker or some other thing becomes more important because the WSP diluted the Is that a BTC alert? Yeah. It's it's funny because it actually went off in the first one. Yeah. And it really went off. That's beautifully natural. Right now, I have an alert for 57.5 and uh, it's 57.6. So that's like the the pot, like da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You got to teach me how to do that alert. That's cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. Very cool. I want that secret. That's something we could cover and show people how to do that too, that kind of stuff. Like little tricks, what apps you like to use. You know, exactly. all this stuff's fun. This is what we want to do. We want to talk about what we do. Both of us, it's, it's fun too because we do learn off each other, whether sports, cards, NFTs, crypto, all this stuff. It's, it's fun to chat. So this is what we're here for. We're going to do it faster. You know, Let's dive in. Oh, wait, funny yeah. story about this this thing. It's gone off at like the poker table before here in the WSOP. And this is actually a great little like, just like this, like at the poker table. Someone's like, what's that? It's like Bitcoin price alert going up. And everyone's here was like, no, that's great. <laughs> no, I don't know. Whatever. That's great. No, that's amazing. All that's right. awesome. I love that. All right. Listen, let's dive back over here. So again, we've done this already, guys. This is our last night's second take. That's how serious we are about Big Free. We finally got it. We've talked about it for a while. 98 bracelets. Let's just, just dive through the schedule. And I'm going to first, let's do this this way. Let's just run through the schedule. Uh, I'll talk about what I'm excited about. We're, first of all, we're... Yeah, what are you excited about? I'm excited about, about the PLO. The PLO event. So I came in right about here. Uh, this is essentially my second event. I was Millionaire Maker. I played the six max. Um, I'm excited about the PLO 10K, 25K. Those to me, we, we clicked on. Let's just see it again. I know. It was how, like many, a, wh- how many tournaments do you think you're going to play this summer? Probably 30. Okay. Yeah. Is that, and that's typical about, for you? Probably about right. Okay. Yeah, 30. And, and where's, the, where's the PLO? The ten, let's go to the 10K Juicy. PLO, it's a 10K, right there here. it is, the eight-handed and championship. You can see last year. They got Annie's now. They finally have Annie's up. A million up. to huge. first last year, so pretty sweet four-day event. Probably won't get a million for first this year. Is it? It's a re. It's now. a. So this is something that I'm a bit confused about. Um, I think it's a. Does it show? No, the championship events are not, have not oh, been not, re-entry because they're not. Because like the 25K horse oh, okay. and the 25K no limit were re-entries. Okay. Luckily, I didn't need to re-enter, but the 10K championships also far haven't been. Because re-entries. it's a little confusing. The 50K PLO might be a re-entry though. It's a little whatever. interesting here that the, because it says freeze out, right? For like this one. Yeah. But, then this but the, the championship events, when it's like something championship, they all, to my knowledge, at least so far, have not been. I haven't checked them all, but they, they're not re-entry. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I, yo, if you're the champion. Because you didn't, there's no re-entry. Right, I like Maybe that. Maybe it's their thinking. Interesting. Shootout. I like shootouts. I, that's one I got runner-up in. To me, it's fun. It's a cowboy. It's a signal. You should buy a cowboy crypto fund. What do you mean? It's a, it's a it's a fun way to get a bracelet. You just win and you you're in. You're almost you're almost to the final. Just table. like the just like the what was the flipping go? Flipping go. That's the sensitive. It's a little too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. Eighteen it's bullets on a one k. Eighteen bullets. Where? Oh, it's not twenty. It's twenty five k. It's not fifty k. Twenty five k. Yeah, and they also. I bet this is reentry. One reentry. One reentry. Yep, one reentry per player. And Mr. Chidwick, congrats him last week. There is a fifty k PLO though. Yeah, Chidwick is somebody. Uh, I'd love to. Talk to him some. I've never really sat down and talked to him. I just, great guy. Talk to him a bit. He's an all-time legend and his 
daughter is born one day apart from my son, and I mentioned this in the first rendition, yeah. but he, they held hands. Nobody they held knows hands. About that. They not... held hands together for the first time, and then they actually had their first kiss together as well. Oh, and I mean, damn. I think it was just a cheek. Um, I didn't see it. My wife told me, and, and that's a here's a fifty k PLO right. One the entry. It's a two wow. day baby. Yeah, get this shit over with. One wow. entry. I love it. Fuck, I don't know if that was my kind of tournament. Uh, it's funny, I'm, you know, at this point, I the shorter the tournament, the better. So we were talking about this actually before, but my main event record, that's like, this is a long, got to have patience. It's like, I need to wa- tap into JG's mindset with it. Because I've, I've played the main event, who knows, 15, 16 times. I've cashed once. It's embarrassing. That's bro. great. That's embarrassing. You've also won the super high roll four bracelets. So like, yeah, it's not, maybe something said for it's that. These, so. It's these short tournaments, you know. You get a tournament too long, like fucking, oh, you know, uh, and. Andy Mosley gave me his name in Macau. Brian Blast. Brian Blast has wow. a time and a place. <laughs> Brian Blast. The time and the place for Brian Blast is not the main event. I've never heard that. <laughs> you haven't? I yeah, can't yeah, believe yeah. I've heard, never heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, it kind of fits. Brian Rass, Brian Blast. I, I'm just surprised I've never heard that. I love it. What about you? What, do you, what gets your juices? So I came, in, I came in hot from the beginning, played this, was looking forward to this 25K horse. And, you know, my juices is going to be this. I'm going to play a full series. Like, I'll probably play about the same as you, 30 events. Um, for me, that if it's 30, that'll be the second most I've ever played, I think. Um, I no brace up best, though. You've done that. You can't do it. Miserable and I've told that. you about this yes. before. No, you, you, know. you told me on the podcast that we oh, yeah, had yeah. the first podcast right. that we ever doing again. But it's like, all right, here's the thing. I just can't – I hate tying myself to something, right? Like, okay, I need to do this. And it's like, especially in the past, you know, I would – my main focus over the summers really would be cash games, playing like the nosebleed cash. But I would always come over to the series and try to like get in, like max late, reg some things, spin it up. But like, you know, the summer it was like, no, I've got to do this. Soon I was like playing day ones and this. And like once I got sick of it, I don't know, man. It's like for me, when I love something, it's not work. And okay, I can do it, do it, do it. But once it's like, I, I don't want to be there, it becomes work. And we talked about this, but it's like, it's just hard to play your A game, right? And, you know, B, C game poker. Yeah, just not not getting it done. You lose a lot of edge. It's not fun. Yeah, we had to so give a, give a shout out fun. to Elliot Rose. We were, did on the yeah. first one, we are saying, you know, this is a guy that, that you, you use, you've used for personal sessions. I just had a session well. with him today. Nice. A session like, you see it like, okay, I think, you know, this is whatever stuff about my life. This summer, think I'm going to be focusing on the WSOP, not even playing cash, try to win a bracelet, try to, I turn 40 in le- less than a month, try to make the Poker Hall of Fame, let's win another bracelet, get in there, you know. You think number five, that just like solidifies it versus maybe it, not being in there? I mean, it's I not it, just that, but like me playing cash has no effect on it in a way. Right. Right. But like winning a bracelet, this, get, getting myself out there, being seen in the community, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Want to, want to do it i would think you're in already but i guess it depends or maybe you'd be in like faster yeah i just want to i listen i just want to play bracelet events yeah it, in a way it's like way more relaxing i mean i like, listen you, you know this like i play cash games some of these games are big you're winning losing hundreds of thousands like every session and uh you know and going in there okay 25k event today 10k man i we just played a 1500 08 split you know, just like yeah, whatever. have a couple beers, have some fun. I'm doing I'm doing this World Series like Phil Helmuth style. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except it probably won't be quite as dialed in as a well, now, hey, What do you got there? <laughs> What'd you just try for the first time and how is that? Brandfield. <laughs> E-I-N, Brand. How how is it? Not Brian. It's Phil. actually it's, dude, good. it's it's actually pretty good. It's yeah. good. Helmuth rocks it, he gets to every final table. Rast is gonna try it. We got a fridge. I was sagging from dinner. Shout like I had to, like three or four beers. Got a fridge, brain fuel fridge right and here. And I was go. I was dying. I was like falling asleep in the chair and Jeff's like, yo, brain fuel. Sip responsibly, because it yeah. is strong. Don't drink the hot so water. Yeah, you know, we've been <laughs> a little light. It's, it is past midnight. Yeah, we've been dude, we've been like I said, we already shot an hour sleeping. plus. We did. Uh, we did. We're reshooting. Down. All right, we're gonna. So we are gonna cut down. Uh, there are basically anyway, so thirty events. Let's go. Win a bracelet. I'm gonna t- take. Gonna be a lot more serious about tournaments this summer and off the cash that I usually do. That's what I'm looking forward to. What am I gonna do? I'm probably gonna do like all the championship events. Uh, I'll do the the 50k poker player championship main event. Smaller events. I'll pick and choose as we go based on how I'm feeling. And I'll definitely play the 100k, the 50k PLO. And the, the 250 is the one where I'm like, 
on the fence, probably. You know, I mean, I just haven't been playing nosebleed tournaments for a while uh, or a couple of years now. And that one, we're, you know, just going to see how I feel at the end of the series. I mean, if I've been crushing it, I'll, I'll for sure play it. And if it's been a tough summer, then I'll uh, just, you know, feeling good, run it. If not, not. This is a, all right, they do make it a three day at least. That's. Feel like it'd be better for me if it was a one day. You like the one day one. Just need to unleash Brian Blast and just go for it. Just, just rip it. It's three days. Let them these the GTO grind me all the way down with the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you know I, what I'm saying. I love it. All right, there's a 10k Super Turbo. There's some other fun ones. High low 10k Championship. There's some online events. 7k. Uh, the one drop, and of course the main event, guys. Four starting days. I got to shout out the World Cup of Vegas. That is um, the fifth. I know you turned fortieth when on the the eighth, the eighth. That's yeah. right, in, right around the. Oh, that's day two of the main. I think you'll be hopefully in. Uh, yeah, he said your record um, on the fifth. Though, if you are in Vegas, if you're a soccer fan, player, star, or just like to play, you should reach out uh, to. Take a look at Timothy Adams. There's an Instagram page for this. She actually pulled that up uh, on there, but we'll talk more about that, I'm sure. Hopefully, we have a lot of these. We'll see. And uh, what do you think the over-under is on Big Free Podcast for this WSOP? Call it till Thanksgiving. Right now, we'll call this 1.1, 1. 1, we'll right? This is over-under. Over I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, four. Four and a half. I think we can hit five because it's like one a week. Yeah. One week we can find it. We'll sort it out. Yeah, I'm over. I'm over on that. You're over okay. on five? No, I'm over on four and a half. All right. All right. What about you? You're I always over. I think we could find yeah. six. Because well, even once it's over, towards the end, like the last couple of days. We yeah, it could be a lot slower. Out. Yeah, and, and uh, whatever. Anyway, we're going to do yeah. as many as we can. It's reasonable. Uh, again, soccer on the fifth. USA has won it twice. You play for your country. So if you're from Argentina, I think they feel the squad. I know for sure Brazil. Uh, Mexico, Spain, USA, we won it I, twice, whatever. So honestly, the bigger question to me isn't like the number. It's, uh, you know, obviously one of the things we were talking about initially was really guest oriented. Yeah. And at some point I was like, yo, Jeff, let's just fire this out. And you're like, okay, so here we are, no studio, no nothing. It'd be hard to fit a guest in, in the current setup. We got Throw them on. on the couch. Back there. <laughs> yo, what's up? Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Tag, tag them in a little bit, but you know, yeah. but, but, uh, yeah. So, um, that's more of the bigger question. Like, when can we sort this out and get guests on? But, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to do this, right? Like, I think this will be fun. The, so the, I'm ready. The thing about the, the one thing I'll say about with doing guests and doing, doing stuff during the, that was okay. My square, we squared up here. Well, the thing is when you shift, when you have the, yeah. the, the info, it's yeah. like it shifts different. Now we, we got to be kind of This around. is the info. Right. Is not there. The info. All right. So All right. We're, we're on the non-info screen. Non-info center. Uh, I was just saying the hard part is about coordinating guests because people and even yeah. us right it's like you make day two you're in the three pms start this it's almost yeah. impossible to really plan like, that i didn't play the 1508 game basically in order to do this tonight we i was gonna that. it's like 1508 game probably smash that up it's probably one of my better better shots but i was like yo no big free bro we got to ship this if we don't do it now who knows when we're doing it so yeah. we're, we're on the board for this again we did do an hour and 15 minutes that you guys will probably never see or hear because you, you could hear it anyway gonna get this other hour yeah and 15 yeah minutes we might end up going we were talking 15. about 30 but it's this, we're already, way this is clocking no, in 30 we're not we're we have too on. much fun but we're All already right. again again main event day 1a good luck day if you guys go there's four starting days should what do you think All right, let's, let's put this on the record over under what do you think for the for the main events? Because uh, this is interesting. Man, I don't right? even know uh, what number. Do you know what it was the last time it ran the most? No, it's been like eight thousand. Uh, oh, and I'm gonna give us like oh the structure sheet. Yeah, they should tell us the champ last year. There he is, Dominic. Oh, this was like this the, was uh, some weird online uh, yeah, this thing, is right? Not, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, five thousand. So down, but like decent. You think five thousand? You think higher? Yeah, I'm more, we should put a bet on it, but not at that well, number. Not going Yeah, I mean, I was picking all the one. Yeah, I'd have to look at some of the turnouts. If I, if you want me to actually make a line, I'd want to look at some of the turnouts and let's. Can we get this on this? What do you want? Can we drive. Type in. Yes. Yeah, type. Type. Uh, 2019. No, no, just like WSOP main event. WSOP. Oh, I'll get there. Main event. Uh, winners. No, we, who cares about the winners? We gotta see the. We want to know the winners. We can go to the main event champion. Does it say the number? Should say the number. Oh, here, it? yeah, here. 
Okay, let's say it has numbers. Oh, okay. So 2006, there was 8,000 to 6,000. Eighty-seven hundred. Oh, are they? They're not seeing this here. We gotta put this over here. Yeah, you're doing wrestling. Um, Listen, you got it. Yeah. All right, get it in there. Yeah, get it. All right. So like Ryan Reese, six thousand. So a lot of six thousands in the two thousands. Got it. Was getting up to seven thousand, but then wow, an eight thousand that year. That was like a lot. And then, uh, and then we drop. So yeah, five thousand is low. Let's say this will drop back down to like six thousand something, probably. With all the, dude, it's gonna be less this year. It's not gonna break records. You think, in, you think less than six thousand? I mean, the numbers have been down for the event so far. Like, I mean, uh, the ten k stud had sixty something people. Limit Hold'em ten k. I mean, they're down from the year before. I don't know. What about the tournaments you played? Have you noticed a difference? Not, like not a ton. What kind of picture is this? I mean, for Martin? huge. Why like is 10, Martin 20%. Jacobson sharing his winner this photo at the back of this guy's head? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really what they went with down here. I mean, what do you think? What do you think? You think it'll get seven? I would take under seven. I think. Yeah. I'm looking at this. I bet. You, I I would bet you. I'd bet, what, what are we, we can bet. I have no fucking idea. I think it's yeah. going to get a lot of people. Out so there. so let's say seven thousand a wash and and. You got over, and I'll take under. We'll bet two hundred bucks. Fine, first right. bet ever on Big Free booked. Ship it. That's an easy ship. If you guys want to chime in on which side you have, I'd love to hear in the comments. Let us know. What do you think? I think I think this is a fucking steal for at seven thousand, but no problem. We'll bet it two hundred on the books, and uh, what else we got? So okay, there's All that. Right, moving we, we're, we're moving on. Let's go. Let's talk. Okay, let's real quick run through our memory lane. Zero bracelets stands out. I do have 50 caches and a second and some final tables. Rast, this is not your WSOP page. Find my WSOP page. How do you find that? Mm. Don't, don't find my head. Go to WSOP. I'm just going to leave it at the 21 million up there just so people can let it marinate for a second. 7.5 million, largest cast. Ryan Rast, WSOP profile. Maybe this should just work. Sometimes things work. Oh, that's it. It worked. Oh, here we go. 46 caches. Woo! 6 million. Yeah, yo, when we when we get there, we ship. That's wow. how it's worked. That's a that's a good way but, to do it. Forty five nine online. Ooh, nine online caches. I wonder if my that was basically just from uh lat that twenty twenty summer. Wait, holy shit! Wait, that's interesting. It doesn't even say. Wait, so online caches. Oh, so they don't have me pegged. I probably have more caches then because I have cached numerous events. No, it's so no, up here in total caches. It's not listing online, is it? Or, I don't even know. Forty six. Oh man, are we? We might have. It's interesting though. So I might. So technically, yeah, it's weird. It doesn't show online, but yours doesn't. Oh, yours. It's yeah, yours doesn't know. count it. Who, 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 look I at care. We want to get. We're going to chase Kessler and nineteen thousand. Mm. But so yeah. So we have a we have a white yeah. You've got. It's been it's been fun. It's been it's been a good ride. All right. Anyway, we are going to move on from the WSOP. And we're going to go and let's talk, let's talk crypto. We'll, we'll leave it at then for Bitcoin. Crypto punks, I'm going to actually pass the mic over because you are a little more versed in this. Well, give, us, give it a quick intro All and right. then I'll drive and All explain right. more. Crypto punks, in 2017, I believe June, they created 10,000 of these Larva Labs. They gifted, I think, 9,000, if I'm not wrong, kept around 1,000 or did whatever with those. And then they were given away, essentially, could mint them. They were free. Yeah. And then now the floor is about 360,000, over 100 Ethereum. Currently, that means the lowest one that is you can get is at that price that's listed to buy. So that's uh, the gist of it. And they've gone as high as 7.5 million. There's a couple different different attributes they have, as you can see. Well, the most has gone for more than that. Like 7. It was an alien sale for... Well, I mean, no, that's the largest on the Larva Lab site. But there was the auction, Christie's auction, oh, it went okay, for like yeah. sixteen million or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So how does that work then? And that's then, not uh, even factored in then. Into yeah, the and I mean, even four point two thousand Ethereum. To, you know, then it was that, but today it, that would be like fourteen million or something. I mean, oh Ethereum's shit! Like Is that right? That's interesting. So yeah, it's listed at that the was price. the price at the time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, See, I didn't know that. That's yeah. why we're on Big Free. I'm learning as well. But like, yeah, it's so. You know, and, and these are really denominated and trade in Ethereum, at least at this point in time, because like the, all the trades happen on the Larva Labs well, website. Make a little bit they happen in Ethereum. Yeah, they happen in Ethereum. And uh, so, Go ahead. you know, so you talk about it in dollars and this, but, but you know, it's kind of like crypto denominated, F denominated. When you're looking at them, you know, I think one of the coolest ways to, to really take a look is uh, right here. 
like this breaks down all the types and attributes. So you got broken down by basically the, you know, humans, non-humans, aliens, apes, zombies, which are kind of the rarest, you know, male, female. Something interesting is like, there's actually significantly less females to males, only 38%, basically like 38 to, to 60 here being female to male. And in a way, actually, the aliens, ape, and zombies are sort of males because they all have only male attributes. And the attributes you see here, ordered by rarity, you know, the rarest beanie, choker, pilot, so on and so forth. And then you can go and check them out, all the punks, what they're listed for, what they sold for, you know, uh, it kind of sorts them by attributes. So if you like a particular attribute, then look at all the punks that have that. And, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, punks, I, I, I to me... It was one of those things where um, when I first heard about them, it was like, wow, this is like silly. Like, why would you pay, you know, 20000 at the time or whatever is for a JPEG? You can just copy it, right? But then when you kind of think about it, like that's not really a good reason because all art is copyable, right? There's there's copies literally of, you know, Van Gogh's of of all kinds of paintings that aren't the originals. In some ways, it almost like makes the original more valuable, the fact that people are copying it and displaying it somewhere. Because then it's like, wow, this is so cool. Imitation yeah. is but the highest look, form of flattery. Look at look at Honus Wagner, those cards, right? A lot of people in the yeah. baseball cards. And same thing, you could I could take a picture of a Jordan rookie at 10 and yeah. say I own it or put it as my pic, profile pic. Like, it doesn't. BTC, <laughs> hello, it's, it's just pumping, Is that what's that at? Is that the same alert? It's the same alert, so that uh, means it's actually hanging around. That means my alert's not set very well, I'd have to reset it, but you know, whatever. Uh, no, we'll, reset we'll talk about alerts and, and apps for that later. So, okay, so punks are hot, they're exciting. Is there any other NFT projects that you do like? I mean, you know, what, what do you think of all these? The, we, we, I mentioned Mike McDonald on our first iteration of this podcast about the Ethereum rock, could it be listed in the Louvre, on that type of stuff. Like, what, what do you think of these rocks and rugs and per this and that and every NFT? So, I mean, really, I haven't gotten into all the different NFTs. Like my way of looking at it is this. When I first started getting in, it's like CryptoPunks really had their place as like kind of the first NFT on Ethereum. They had a really like fair divestment schedule. They're like pretty well distributed. They had a long, long time where people could buy them and this and trade them. And they, they kind of have this place within the NFT community as being really like kind of the premier NFT. And also a cool place that they're not like purely art. They also like blend kind of, um, it's like an on, like, you know, they're used as profiles. They're kind of humanoid. They, they blend like an online personality and online representation of yourself with art, which I think is like more and more relevant in a digital age where we live online. We have online personalities, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, this, you know, at some point soon metaverse and even probably like being in the metaverse, like in the next five to 10 years, I'm sure like you'll go online and instead of just like, having a profile, you might even walk around in a digital world. Like young people are more and more doing that. There's like virtual reality gaming now, and that's only going to get like stronger. And at some point you'll probably have your manifestation in that like metaverse digital world and stuff like crypto punks and these things that like represent you make a lot of sense, increasingly a lot of sense in a world like that, you know? So it's like now soon it's going to be like verified, verified punk on your Twitter profile, just like blue check mark, but pretty soon probably verified punk or other NFT in like metaverse virtual reality, like walking around saying hi digitally to like your friends, like actually, right? right? Like, so instead of like Facebook chat, it'll literally probably like voice this walk in your metaverse, you're your punk or your punks hang out with you as you literally chat to them in some kind of like 3d environment with your VR goggles. Speaking of the, take a look at our profiles here. So yeah, like for here, for example, anyone, you know, happen to, we have the ownership of the punks, but how, like, what would be similar, like verification? How would you verify? No, I don't know exactly how they'll do it, but like you can see here, like you actually have kind of a, a blue ring around it, which you did, but like, what if Twitter just did something like that? like blue check mark blue ring uh that twitter has on there when it's verified or a check mark by it or whatever you know i don't know what they're going to do they've announced you know it's very easy to like integrate it integrate a way that's not douchey that shows ownership and whatever you know and so this is you know jeff pink pink with hat i, I love this punk pink with hat you know with eye mask and purple lipstick and to me that these traits all combine in a really like synergistic way the purple lipstick with the pink hair. And then if you look at the eye mask with the hat on the pink hat, they're both black. 
the two whites for the eyes, the two whites for the hat. Uh, to me, this punk just super styling. I, I, I love this punk. You know, th this is my punk, and now I've I've altered the actual image, but it's got the crazy hair and the 3D glasses. I think the 3D glasses are an iconic trait. I think they're cool. They kind of give it a punk, steampunk vibe, like kind of out there, futuristic. The red goes with the red hair. Um, you know, I have a beard. This guy's got a beard. And then uh, I put on the laser eyes. Laser eyes are like a meme in the Bitcoin community for like right. Bitcoin going to the moon, going to 100K plus, whatever. So this is my this is my my punk who sees the future with the 3D glasses and what he sees is Bitcoin going to the moon. You know, um, yeah. So very cool. And you wore this. This was you actually with at the WSOP. The day one of the WSOP, I show up. Uh, you know, styling as my punk. Uh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Um, okay. So there's that's that. Crypto punks. Very, very, very fun. Very cool. Very nice site. Very interesting. And actually, I didn't even realize. Like, yeah. So to to break it down, this is basically saying that there's two for sale. Available. There's two aliens available right now. Uh, the cheapest one being 35,000 F is wow. the asking price. Maybe he'll take less, maybe not. I don't know. Got a bit on it to find but out. But he would, 35K, he would take it. Yeah. Right now, if you if you send 35K F, you get that punk. It's it's being offered. There's yeah. no, it's, it's, a, it's a legit offer. You just click, send, send the F, and it's yours. Well, there you go. And here's the actual floor, right? There's the, there it is. The actual floor, 103.5 This is the right one now. if you want to be enter in the market for the yeah, least amount the of money. the cheapest one. And right actually, now. this is super interesting to see the the history the whole, of total, this one. So here it is, what I say, June 2017. Minted, claimed so by... Who, who are, who, how lucky, like this is literally like if you were just aware, alert, or had a friend or someone was like, check this out, you could have gotten this for free. And let's look at the trajectory. So it was... Well, this one doesn't have a great one because it basically didn't start getting listed until May of this year. So there's not like a whole intricate price history with this where you can really see the yeah, growth. Show me but one. You can still see yes. the growth, you know, uh, from 20 up to 100 or whatever. Um, maybe... I mean, now this one didn't get listed till 1KF for, for this bad boy. Maybe it'll be a zombie that has a... He's had a ride. It's had a ride. You know, I mean, here in 2019, it was listed for 35F or whatever. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's a zombie. Yeah, I mean, you can just go on this website and play around and and find punks. I mean, you you'll definitely find some that have that have been on a ride for sure. Uh, and what about go to the accounts active, which is interesting because you can see there's actually maybe so and there's ten thousand, but there's probably over a thousand lost here. Like here's one. Oh, but see, it's only going back to twenty twenty. Oh, it sold for six Ethereum in May. Oh, this but this is last year. Wow. You know, and this one is, you know, being offered for <laughs> this. This is more than it's going to get. 3000 F for a tiara is not happening, probably. Uh, although it's a nice tiara. The earring with the matching the tiara, full, full bladed makeup. It's it's a sweet tiara, but that that's a very high asking price for it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, CryptoPunks uh, kind of have the premier NFT. There's a whole lot of NFTs. And I'm sure some will do well, some won't. But, you know, if NFTs work out and Ethereum does well, then probably CryptoPunks have a very good chance of staying in the in the king's chair and the throne. Hey, hey, go back. Hit that accounts. Hit the accounts. Go to the owners, top owners accounts. Like the top owners. Yeah, because it's interesting to see, like, the active activity showing you. Similar to Bitcoin. There's Bitcoin loss, yeah. most likely. In the world so then the biggest owner is 428, about 4% of the punks. Here's it's only eleven accounts with a hundred or more. And look at that. There's four years ago. The very so the, likely, these, that's this never one's probably lost right here. These punks are probably gone. We just look, we clicked on that. What was it? Probably hundred million plus in that account. There's a hundred million dollar account. I mean, this account has uh has some hoodies here. A couple some three D glasses. Did it have any? I thought it did. Maybe or... it was a different one. We said, "Oh no, it was an 89 Yeah, this one. one. There was an eighty-nine one. With 89. I mean, that's a choker pink. It's got some cool, but I don't think it doesn't have. 
There was an eighty nine there was an eighty nine account. That's the one that was super spicy. That one three years ago. GG hundred milli. Oh yeah, three zombies. Spice. A lot of like large side gold chain hoodies. Three D hoodies, welding goggles. Hundred mil plus in this. They are just fire. What? So there's zero way to recover this. Yeah, I mean, unless, you know, if, with if crypto, it, when it's gone, it's gone. Like, you know, there, there's not a way you can't appeal to some central authority to, hey, like, give me access to this. Just nobody has it. You know, it, for the most part, that's a feature, but it can definitely, you know, be a bug and can be a bit scary. You, you're really responsible for the security of it. You have to have a well thought out security plan, you know, uh, for those type of situations. And obviously, this is the type of thing where three years ago, I mean, three years ago, you know, none of these punks were probably worth more than Ethereum. Wait, can you click on that, whatever. go to that, and go to, like, click on one of them, you can see what they got it for? Yeah. Like, you can see, like, this guy got it for free, probably. He bought it for one Ethereum in 2017. He bought this zombie. Hoodie zombie that's probably would sell for 2,000 heth or some crazy amount. Hold on, go down. So what is the last transaction? Right, this, is a, this is a literal 2,000x in Ethereum. And Ethereum was $205 at the time. So this $205 and today this would go for whatever, 5 million, 6 million, 7 million. Crazy. Go up and so... But I mean, listen, that's art, right? I mean, like when art becomes valuable, it's like worthless almost at the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone's paying... 30 million for a basket. So you can basket, see offer withdrawn. So basically this guy bought it, right? For that, that for $200, yeah. right? And yeah. now there was bids and yeah. bids withdrawn. Well, no, he asked for five. Someone was bidding one. He asked for five, 250, two, and then he just took the bid for $1. For so, $200. So this poor person who sold it, obviously pretty soon after they were minted, sold it for one, for 200 bucks. And then whoever had it, kept it to today and well oh this account hasn't oh so there's bids bids and bids with yeah drawn. people have been these are like silly bids i mean 100f for whatever i mean that's not getting accepted today there's actually currently no bid on it but yeah so anyway you can see the history but yeah so this is crypto punks they're cool they're awesome very very cool well yeah interesting if you guys got questions on that please uh, feel free to ask and what about mike mcdonald do you would you would you would you bet him at 10 to 1 or 5 to 1? what do you think the price what do you think the odds are he gets put in the loop yeah you know i mean that's one of those things like maybe you donate it to the loop right right, right. maybe another rock donates the rock and it makes all rocks double in value he writes off the you know who knows like there's all kinds of like weird things with that where i would be very hesitant to to bet somebody and, and like you you know give them huge odds where like they could easily set up a situation where yeah you could get the loop get it and it's like plus EV for them and then they snap you on the bet so exactly wouldn't bet well because again the first ever crypto punk Eduardo Brillo shout out to our boy yeah brother he uh gave, gifted a punk I think around thirty or forty k at the time to the yeah. uh, art CIA in in Miami. Um, or CAI, I think it's called. I'm not sure the institute there, but pretty cool that uh, yeah things have gone well. Crypto punks are doing good, so let's uh, let's move on from punks. We covered that. We said again, we did uh, we did cover the WSOP. We covered crypto punks, and let's take a look at our friend. Um, let's go. Bitcoin. Let's go to crypto, yeah, yeah. Friend, He's right over here. Move these. Move these. Uh, oh, this is the one here. That's the chart. These are the these are the charts right here. Yeah, let's take a look here. So this, this is, is the, one year. This is the last year. This is where Bitcoin was looking a year ago. wasn't wasn't super spicy at the moment, but it had it had just basically uh, you know it went up to like twelve and a half, and it had that sell off to ten, and that was when it looked like it was going to go down below ten, but it kind of held ten k. And you know, Michael Saylor sailed in a lot of money, bought a bunch of Bitcoin for MicroStrategy, and then boom, it just that's like once ten k held. It, you know, this happened, just take off, take off, went all the way up to the previous all time high, consolidated there for about a month and then just started mooning, you know, and you look at this chart, a lot of volatility. Yeah. A lot of, you know, and so <coughs> people always are like, want to talk, Oh, Hey, like what, what crypto do you own? Which, well, like, what should I buy? You know, you look at Bitcoin, this is from a traditional standpoint, it's like pretty wild, right? Like if you saw this for a stock price, you would think like this stock is, is, uh, you know, wild, but, um, but yeah, I mean, other cryptos, you know, you're not going to get at this point in time, you know, you've kind of mixed, missed a hundred thousand X, whatever you're trying to roll it up in the crypto casino on Bitcoin. 
But to me, it's just the surest bet in crypto. If there's a sure bet in crypto, it's Bitcoin. You know, we can get into that maybe in another podcast. You know, it's been a wild ride this this last year. Broke the all-time high, really made a push, kind of hit this Coinbase IPO. Uh, and then from there, the market sold off. You know, there was this whole thing where China's always been banning Bitcoin and had restrictions, but this was actual China going after the miners and the hash rate dropped a bunch, a bunch of miners went offline and uh, that, you know, exacerbated the selling. And we had this long extended sell-off period that when it ran out of steam, we went the other way. And what, you know, what were you thinking right here? When, were you were, were you concerned at the moment around this time? Not a fun time when it's just like every, it just kind of really looking a bit scary. Did you, did you lose the, when it drops below 30? Are you kind of like, ah, this is dicey? Or are you still just like, I trust the process? Well, you know, I mean, as a as a long term holder, definitely trust the process. You know, as as somebody you know, trading, uh, I, I was definitely like, okay. I mean, I'm bullish this year, but like, when is this gonna turn around? I mean, it was starting to look pretty ugly. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say my you whatever my belief in Bitcoin as a long term investment for me personally, it's like by far the highest conviction. I've had just in something like, I just like, let's put it this way. You know, when it comes to a lot of other coins, exchanges, FTX, Coinbase, whatever, I mean, they're a centralized thing. Like the exchanges, they can get shut down by the government. A lot of coins only semi decentralized, like they have founders, yeah. you know, the founders can get shut down. Even something like Ethereum, a little harder with the founders, but you know, when a coin, so, one of the trade-offs, these coins, oh, they do all these transactions per second. That's way better than Bitcoin. Yeah, but the trade-off is that in order to do all that, you need, you know, you need a lot more servers, a lot more computing power, and that's like essentially a, a point that can be go after. Like, so, for example, Ethereum, just kind of real. It's not this simple, but Ethereum, in order to like store like the full data for the blockchain, like that needs to happen on a, you know, like Amazon cloud like on the cloud, you can't just do that on a computer at home. And so like that, the government could go after those like points, right? Bitcoin nodes can be run on uh, any computer Like you could run it on this laptop. So like in that sense, and like mining, if someone's like, oh, no mining here, like what China did, the miners will just go somewhere else. And you know, even if there's less miners, I mean, obviously more miners secure the network more, but like it will run either way. So like really there's like no shutting down Bitcoin. Yeah. In a way, it's like literally, it's like inevitability. It's like inevitability coming, like of sound money. Like I actually like really believe this, and it's just like I don't know the path it will take, but like it's like more than like most other things. I just really think that it will get there. It's like when you really like study it, there's so many things about it that make sense, and I just feel like it's this awakening that humanity will have. That like one by one, people will be like, "Yeah, Bitcoin is sound money. I get it." So I'll put store value in it. I'll buy it. Yeah, I was saying too with the NFTs, ticket prices, uh, collections. You're looking at the key cards on the wall, like as a thing. Like it's, at some point, people love memory dividends. They want to hold stuff. They want to. Uh, this is a little more NFTs, but even just like Bitcoin, from the simple practicality of money, right? It's like the, the currency print all this money. How much? I mean, how much paper is created with U.S. dollar with all these things? Like at some point, ten years, twenty years, it's like people probably laugh. They'll be like, what the, like my kids, my son, hopefully, you know, in the future, he has kids. And they'll be like, they'll be like, they won't even know. Like all money, money will be digital yeah. at some point, probably. Right. Even the U.S. will have like their digital, digital dollar or however the hell they're doing. They'll print yeah. as many as, as much as they want. Yeah, it's, oh, it's Literal easier, trillion yeah. dollar yeah, U.S. It's, it's coin. It's easier to, trill or, like, to the, print the, on the, a phone. The trilly. The trilly. It'll be like a joke, like the Zimbabwe dollars. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. But, um, but For sure. Yeah, we're saying so, the same thing. But so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I look at this chart and what I see is uh, we broke the previous all-time high. We're consolidating in this region. And, you know, listen, Bitcoin, every time it moves up significantly in price levels, there's going to be long-term holders that take some profits. I, I see that happening here. But, like, I believe that, like, when this plays out and it might be done playing out right now, we're going to keep onward and upward and you know i actually really think there's a chance of six digit bitcoin and by the end of the year in the next six months something like that you know i think there's a real chance at that so you know and then long term you know who knows i mean the bull case like listen 
uh, it's funny we talked about this in the first podcast, but you know, three years ago, I was talking about 50K Bitcoin. Yeah, when it was, it was like 4,000. Three, 4,000. I was like, I, you know, I even bet people. Yeah. Like, I think in, you know, four years, we, we could hit 50K. I mean, those were a huge bet. Like, those were, those were some of the best prop bets I ever did. And, you know, give you guys maybe the story another time. But, like, you know, right now, what's the bull case? 2025, 2026, who knows? I, it could be half a million Bitcoin. Like, I think so. I mean, when you look at it the way you look, and there's some some stuff like John Pfeffer wrote an article on crypto assets, you know, and yeah, perfect. This is exactly the chart for that. You know, blow, blow it back up. It's like, you know, you look at the gold market cap, you look at certain things, you know, using a country start buying, whatever. I mean, Bitcoin's market cap now is like 1 trillion. Like gold market cap is like 10 trillion, right? You, 10x from here, that's 570K Bitcoin. But Bitcoin has like so many other uses. It, it's also beyond the, just being like a store of value, like gold. Right? From, from a from a from a just like a way of thinking as well. Like okay, China makes a Bitcoin. I think they did do something right. They made their own. They're going to make a digital currency, right? But so like at some point too, if there's a chance where the world just says, you know what, maybe this is like the most even way or playing field. Like everyone has to just create their own digital. Maybe they will, but still, like that fact that Bitcoin is like universal. Does that mean? Yeah, you know, it's like like I just think digital currencies legitimize Bitcoin, right? If yeah. governments are like, we're making our currency digital, like people say, oh, so why use Bitcoin? Well, it's like you use Bitcoin because there's only going to be 21 million. It's a supply cap, this. How much do you, you have no guarantee with the Chinese yuan digital currency or the Fed coin? You have no guarantee. Like they can print as many of those as you want. Like that's how much, how much Bitcoin do you believe there is? Cause like 21 million, like what percent do you, would you estimate? Cause I hear different crazy numbers, but like, I, I think it's I've heard like a couple million are probably lost. Well, I've, I mean, that's for sure. I think there's yeah. that one key that's like 3 million or 2 million. That's never accessed. No, no. Satoshi coins are like a little over a million. Oh, is it one million? Yeah, yeah. That people think is Satoshi, probably how thinny, but no one knows for sure type of thing. But that's only like one, one, a little over so one. So 6%. But people think maybe based on not moving for a long enough time, I've heard like, you know, some, I don't know the exact, but let's say like somewhere two to four range. What I, what I've heard in terms of like, yes. lost, probably lost. I imagine there's only 16 or 17 million, right? That even just adds in. To I that. mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Just the idea that the supply is capped out of whatever there's we're starting to push 19 million that have been made. It's only 2 million more are going to be created forever in the future. And, um, you know, and you can, you know, the exact supply schedule inflation. It's not like gold, not like if gold goes up, like more people start mining and like who knows, like 10 years from now, you know, SpaceX, this, we, you know, we go mine an asteroid and like, find a bunch more gold. This is never happening with Bitcoin, you know? So, um, the, you know, the supply, you can send Bitcoin anywhere in the world. It's like perfect for settlement, like unlike gold where you, you just can't send gold. You can't really cut it up. You can only do gold derivatives, but like Bitcoin, you can actually settle with the actual Bitcoin. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's great. And like speaking of this thing, so, you look at this chart and you're like, okay, this is cool, but this is a regular chart. You look at the entire history. Wow, this chart's like, what's going on? What's this whole history where it's basically zero and then it just like spikes. But this exact same chart, I mean, this is the same thing, but on a logarithmic scale, right? Logarithmic is all these things. So on a regular chart, all these moves are zero, 10,000. So the same distance vertically just represents 20, 40, 60, the same move. But on a log chart, every move up is actually like a 10X. So, you know, point one, this, 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 and on a log chart, like Bitcoin actually is like growing as like a mathematical network growth log function. And like this, uh, you know, kind of shows like a reasonable growth pattern over the years. And I don't know. I mean, that's also part of the reason why I believe in some of these like, oh, what's the price of Bitcoin going to be in five years? Well, you have some like reasoning about like, what the value proposition is and like, oh, gold market cap, this being used for international settlements, being used for offshore bank accounts, being used, you know, as a, as a reserve currency for, you know, eventually companies, probably eventually countries. I mean, it already isn't a country, El Salvador, right. right? I mean, you know, more countries and, and, and whatever. And, and, uh, and then this is it growing as a network because like right now in the U S maybe somewhere around 10% of people, 
in some countries as much as 30, like Nigeria, under 10 and others. And what if that number starts in 20, 30, 40, 50%, you know, now you know, that number is going to, price is going to keep going up as the network grows. Right. So, yeah. It, it is, uh, it, it's, it is fascinating though to go from the wind on that run. I think I was, we were, again, it's like forgetting what we've covered because we just did cover all this, uh, earlier. But, you know, you said, I think I entered, what, this is all time. Let's go to one year. No, yeah, sorry, all time. Year. So I got in around oh, yeah. that score. I, I hit a score online December 2016. It was right around 900, I believe. Yeah, it was on this exact day. Um, $830 yeah. coin. I came in and we got in, we hit some like, you know, some verge. There was a, uh, whatever Iota, there's different things. We were in funds and whatnot. I think you said you came in like 2017. Yeah. My first purchase was right around there. Yeah. May, May of not quite that low, more like, like this, something like that. So you're a little over double when I got in, but you, you, uh, you were a big believer. You really saw it fast and kind of were like, this is, I believe in this. I like it. Yeah. Just continue snowball of belief. And like, it's like the more I learn, the more this and, like a lot of people, when I first got in, it was all about like all these coins and this and that. And, and pretty soon it's just like, oh, hey, so, I mean, all these coins are going to do this project and then people hype it up and blow it out. But then it's like, oh, this project this is going to happen for years yeah. and the coin dumps off again and whatever. But it's like Bitcoin's not trying to do a project. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to be money and it's decentralized and that's it. It's very simple. It doesn't necessarily have as, you know, it doesn't do smart contracts, doesn't do this. And yeah, and you know, you find the right coin, you have the clairvoyant, you make the right call, you can 100x plus. Bitcoin's probably is not going to 100x from where it is now, but to me, Bitcoin's just like the safe investment in crypto. In an already like huge return, riskier asset class, Bitcoin's the, the safest one. And it was, that was part of the appeal to me to crypto punks as well with NFTs. You know, I just feel like, you know, I think people like playing the casino too much with a lot of things and they're like, oh, I like, I want to run this up. I want to turn this thousand into a million thousand exit. But it's just like, you know, I, I don't really think that should be the goal with investing because you end up giving up like EV or and giving up a lot with that. And you should when you're already looking at a high risk investment, I mean, Kelly would tell you to pick the one that's the safest bet. Kelly criteria. Yeah. It's great. It's a great concept. Actually, on the, I, I want to close out here soon, but I think could we just because this to me, I love. I drop this all the time. Phil Locke actually, I think, is the first one who told me about yeah, this. Yeah, can't, can't, same with me. And Phil's uh, all love about Phil. It. Phil would be an amazing guest on here. One yeah. of our very close friends. Hopefully, we can get him in here at some point. But could you explain a bit? And uh, you're better at it than me. But it's about bet sizes and like kind of about appropriate to your net worth. And maybe a bunch of other factors, but maybe you break this down because yeah, it's a fascinating. Type in, instead of typing in this, type in Kelly Criterion Calculator because that'll be that's actually the thing there. There, yeah. I've never actually done this. Like, uh, go to the Albion Research one or whatever this is. All right, so like this is kind of like the way that I practically kind of think about it more. And you type in stuff like, okay, what's your gambling bankroll? What are the odds offered on the bet? what is your probability of winning? And it kind of like spits out an answer for like what the optimum bet size is in order to like maximize the growth of your, the growth of your bankroll. And then also then it'll also tell you, you know, um, like, Oh, if you, the, Kelly's maximally aggressive, if you're less aggressive or whatever, but you know, there's, so it's a way to think about like how much you should be betting. Now, I mean, obviously in, in real life, you don't always know your probability of winning really, or the exact odds of winning your bet. Right. So if you're like thinking about Bitcoin also, like it's a model and it's really for stuff where you were just able to do the bet and it resolves like in real life, you know, there's a time value to money. Bitcoin, for example, is a bet, which it doesn't resolve perfectly as a win or lose, you know, like it doesn't just go to zero or the number you say, it's not that simple. And also Bitcoin, like many investments takes place over a long amount of time. Right. So Bitcoin, it's interesting to look at Kelly to think about Bitcoin, but it's not like the perfect use of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it kind of gives you clues about this is cool too. about it, how it tells you, you plug it in. Yeah. <sighs> I tell you about, yeah, exactly. And then 40, you know, breaks it all down why it's doing it. 
your fortune will grow on average by what percent, what the risk is, and then split it in half as often recommended even, and, and just kind of explain that. So yeah, I think that's a, I'd say like the two things I hear the most are in gambling, like the, in terms of bet, these things are Kelly criteria and Martingale, right? Like Martingale where you like go to the casino, yeah. roulette, you know, just keep betting double, 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 um, yeah. or not, but, uh, Martin Gale's Martingale, yeah. not really the strategy to take. No, I know. I'm just saying those yeah. are like the tiers I hear the most. And Kelly, I think, is the most interesting and the thing that I don't, you know, people, a lot of people I haven't heard of. And yeah, and like the, some people haven't gambling their life. You just mentioned like the average person, like, you know, I doubt our, our Brazilian beautiful wives would know Kelly criterion. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a, it's yeah. not like a random person. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like people outside of really gambling probably don't think too much about this. Maybe like people in investing or whatever, but yeah, it's yeah. Just some complex shit, man. We, you're Stanford almost grad. What do you, Listen, is this, is this, I, you, are you plugging this in? No, 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 I'm not doing any of this. Man. This is who, do that's people the thing. Really that's why do you that? just use the calculator. I know, but do people really do this shit? I mean, this makes my head want to pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, yeah, once upon a time, I, I were you doing I some of do this stuff like this? Yeah, man, yeah. I was you know multivariable calculus and all this stuff, but yo, that was like That's why a we're different time we're and a different balance. life. It's been a long time, and and my math skills are like have deteriorated greatly. Right. I could, there's no way I'm gonna be drawn dead at doing this right now. I like, sometimes think about that when Joseph's gonna go to school. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, and I, I know, I'll get a good tutor. I'm yeah. not. I can't be. I'm not gonna be yeah. plugging. Well, I mean, listen, man, it, it'll be you know. It'll be a while till Joseph is doing math like this. Yeah. You know, at first he's going to be doing stuff like adding and subtracting and multiplying. You know, maybe some simple geometry at some point or whatever. Mm. I'm pretty sure he'll be able to handle that. He'll be handle that. Geometry was a, that was actually come on, bro. No, I, actually, I was good at math, but that that, that was this kind of math. The triangle angles add up to 180. That's that's pretty <laughs> solid. That's very very solid. Listen, so, we are we are gonna we are gonna cover. Uh, we'll kind of leave you guys. I think about here. I just want to mention that I was gonna give myself a little mini, do a couple little plugs here at the end, including uh, my podcast, which Brian has been on several times. You guys want to check that out? I'm gonna scroll over here and show you. So we have had 150, and we said we think we get like five in the next five six weeks. Think about one a week. Is is as uh, is uh, fair. So there was Brian on just been in number five, number five and like sixty or something. Five and sixty something. We've had five and there it is sixty four, right here. There he is Rasty. Yeah. There we, we did one live in Bahamas. We did one on, one here, and that was like during COVID over the over the whatever Skype or whatever we used. Yeah. So anyway, there's there's the episodes. We'll if you guys have guests you want us to have on let us know we're gonna be yeah uh, we're gonna be building our the channel up we're gonna have fun we're gonna Guests, chat. topics you know i mean we're, we're gonna talk about the stuff we like but we're, we're also definitely gonna you know be open to what you guys like and what you want us to talk about and give our give our takes on on whatever absolutely well i think rast if there's not any Further ado, I think uh, we covered it all. We'll be playing the WSOP schedule, and we will. Oh, we uh, got a two hundred dollar bet fired this time. Yep, we got that a, happened. We got a two hundred dollar bet, and what else? What else did we do? We covered a lot. I don't know. I'm trying to think. If we missed anything. Shot you. Shout out Brain Fuel. Shout out to Luxon Pay. What else? Any other rally row? We, we, we said. We oh, what else we got? Every time I'm talking about poker, WSOP, Bitcoin, crypto. That's my jam. <laughs> that's how you want to end it I love it yeah. alright guys let's do this we're going to end it we're going to see you soon uh, good luck to everyone playing the WSOP good luck to everyone playing yeah. good luck to everyone gambling having fun gamble responsibly this is big free and don't uh, pay big don't pay big explain how you might be able to do that well you have to find somebody oh you have to find somebody oh to put it up on here while I'm doing a big free calculator okay yeah let's show them let's show them so you got to find somebody to bet and then, yep. And then you guys, I like this side. You know, your buddy likes the other side. You go to this big free calculator, boom, and you just type in like so. Type in there. Type in uh, two forty, two forty, and then another one. Type in minus three hundred. So this will be the line. And this big will probably be two fifty five. Would be my guess. Okay, man. You've done this a few right. times. So, <laughs> so, uh, um. Yeah, so like basically the big free bet here, if you if you saw a line posted at a casino, plus 240, minus 300 being the spread, 
the big free where you bet your friend would be 255. So, you know, you'd lay 255 to win 100 or 100 to win 255, depending on who you're taking. And uh, that's yeah, how does like that make sense? Free. So I see that the difference here. It's but it's not right in the middle, right? Yeah. It explains that. Uh, it explains the reason why um, here on the page. So, so on the so minus, are they actually taking it? They're taking a big take there? Yeah, it ends up that it, it takes more on that side, which it, it, ex it explains why, how that happens and why sometimes you know, a line's actually like a line that comes up. If it's 240 somewhere and somewhere else you see 250, that's actually like a way bigger deal than if you see minus 300 somewhere and you see like minus 280. So even though you're only making up 10 here and you're making 20 there, like this is like way better because it's actually much closer to the no big stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, truth is big freeze, probably more big freeze probably coming everywhere eventually. I mean, I actually think that's one of the applications of blockchain to me that makes sense. Like when you take something like Ethereum, whatever, these decentralized application protocols, like eventually, right, what are you paying a casino to do? You're paying a casino to guarantee you get paid. But if you can just lock that up in a smart contract, you don't need to pay the casino 10 cents both ways or more. Right, eventually. if there's anyone else on the other side, like yeah, the guy wants to bet the Ravens, the guy wants to bet the, yeah. the Raiders. And so obviously with your friend, you trust your friend's going to pay you. So you can do VIG free. But like, what if you didn't need to trust the person because it got locked up in a smart contract, you know, and then all the, all the people that are guaranteeing this get paid whatever, 1%, something way less than 10% just to stake their tokens, right? I mean, this, it's not like I'm just inventing this idea here because I'm such a genius. Like this idea has already been thought of. It's just a matter of time until crypto gets big enough and then, you know, coins and then something gets built out with a good user interface is, is and this, get some liquidity on it and boom. And you're going to have like, it's going to be crazy. If you like betting, it'll be awesome. If you like betting, you'll be like super low big. I, this is something I really believe is going to happen. Sure. One of the applications of crypto that will happen. Will we change our name market to drive big? Or, or <laughs> no? Are we going to be big free? No, because even that will be low big, but we're going to be big free, baby, till we die. I love it. Rock <laughs> Rock and roll. I love it. And so, do you think the sporting bet, sports bet industry is in jeopardy? Or no, they're always. Big. I mean, I think it's you know, I think crypto and decentralized applications really mean some some businesses today that are quite big will have the work cut out for them to stay alive going forward. That's that the sports betting industry is one of them. You know, certain aspects of banking are another. Right? I mean, like you pay banks like a ton of fees, but like. You know, at some point, it, certain things don't make a lot of sense. You know, I mean, like, yeah, why, also, why am I paying the bank $45 to wire money internationally, plus getting screwed on, like, the foreign conversion fee and all this stuff? It costs so much money. It takes, like, a week. Well, hello, Bitcoin. Hello. You know, 10 minutes to confirm it on the block. You know, it gets confirmed, like, almost for sure within 30 minutes to an hour. It costs cents. Right. 24 7. No, no, no exchange fee. Bye bye, Swift system. Hello, yeah. Bitcoin system. You yeah. know, I mean, like, yeah. you know, it, it's coming. It's just a matter of it getting adopted, it getting big enough, people using it. But yeah, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of things that make sense within, like, not everything needs to be decentralized. It doesn't always make sense for everything. There's certain things, okay, you centralize it, you trust the party. But in other places where this, this central party is just taking like huge cuts. And it's like, okay, we could decentralize it. And like the casino is not taking 10, 20 cents both ways. And you get the liquidity done. The banks aren't taking these like ridiculous fees and you still send the money done. It, I, to me, it's just a matter of time, right? Yeah. And maybe the banks adopt as well. They're like, all right, look like we're, we're taxing people here or we have that, but they have to just basically come down a lot. Yeah. They're going to try. And maybe the end result ends up being there's some amount of centralization, but like the decentralized competition like pushes it way down, but then ultimately people want to trust whatever this bank, because there's other reasons you like trusting the bank. Like you get your credit card through them. Yeah. And if like someone steals your credit card, right? Like they'll cut it off and like pay you back for, for that. Yeah, there's some you know. security also just similar why our parents or my parents will say, you know, Bitcoin, it's like, all right, they get it. They like it, but they, they don't feel super comfortable. They get robbed. They could get, hack they don't there's no there's not really yes. like a central uh and they, they want their money to be guaranteed at some place like you know so that stuff but is there is it possible that bitcoin uh could there become like a security 
like a big enough agency or something that could form based on like some people like high Bitcoin holders or whatever, just something that like becomes like a, a like a fed, like a, not a federal, but somewhere that if there's a Bitcoin issue, you can have someone brought in like an officially be done. Is that, is there like any way that could happen? What to like, like a, reverse like a, it, like, the like an FBI thing? company, but for, or like a, someone to handle Bitcoin fraud, stealing, theft, like there would be like a way that we could like is that okay, possible so unlike a credit card you can't because what happens with a credit card is you think the transaction's happening instantly but the real thing that's happening is the transaction don't get processed for a while right you just don't see that whole back end with it like instantly at the time it's getting approved but it takes you know they're delaying a few days to actually process the transaction yeah. for security reasons and whatever whereas bitcoin is actually processing while well, it's not instant it's like actually much faster in terms of the time, right? Because it's actually being finally transferred and processed like relatively quickly, right? Within the block confirmation time, um, there's not really a way to reverse it. Now, what could happen is if you have your Bitcoin in some central exchange, just like the credit card, it could be held before being sent or if it is sent, right? Like it's, it's still being held by the same entity. Then of course, really Bitcoin's just becoming a way to, to use money like a bank, which doesn't make it ultimately that much different, um, right. which some like some people, uh, you know, like libertarian edge of Bitcoiners, like obviously wouldn't be crazy about that happening. But of course, it could be a Bitcoin settlement layer that's used like the Swift settlement layer. But, you know, I, I think that would be a very limited application of Bitcoin. It can obviously do a lot more than that. And another th way to answer your security thing is like within the context of Bitcoin even being used more largely where like you, you know, you got scammed, you sent, you, so there was some kind of hack into your computer, so some security got compromised and you lost your Bitcoin. Bitcoin can be tracked. So like Bitcoin's not uh, purely private by any stretch. Like Bitcoin is what's called like anonymous. Right. Like if someone has a wallet, you all Bitcoin transactions are can be tracked. You just don't know necessarily who has a wallet. But every time that wallet gets linked to somewhere like if you KYC, AML, whatever, with an exchange and then transact with that exchange, you're essentially like I'm this. This is my ID. OK, the money gets sent. The exchange knows. And like, obviously governments can maybe get that from exchanges or whoever, right? So there's ways that like eventually, you know, there's can be a lot of more clarity on who owns what wallet on the blockchain. Um, but, you know, so it's anonymous, but the anonymity or whatever can be tracked and eventually found out. And, you know, like, what was that like colonial pipeline hack? They actually like found out the people with, who, who got the Bitcoin, they like found them. Right. So there are ways to, to, to do right. it for sure. Very cool. Interesting. All right. Well, guys, listen, we've covered a lot. I hope you kind of get a, again, in-depth look at what we're talking about. Basically, Russ and I have conversations and we decided we should just, although it takes more work, organization it takes an hour and 15 minute to not know we were recording the first time and do it twice. There are going to be some hiccups, but ultimately we want to do it. We think it's fun and we think you guys will enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Hope you get to leave comments, feedback, and uh, let us know some future guests you like. Let us know if you think the over-under is 7,000 for the WSOP main event. Leave comments <laughs> below and uh, appreciate you guys tagging Put the us. the big free us. line on that. Yeah, big free line. Uh, let us know what you, what you think it is. So uh, cheers. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys hopefully many more times very soon. Thank you so much. Peace.